tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yes. A new intro song today. Normally we go with the, uh, where there's like an REM song or a normal 90s song, but today just a regular, the normal hindsight intro. What's up, After Buzzers? Thank you for tuning in to another Hindsight After Show. Season 1, Episode 10, the season finale, Old Lang Syne. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash TV. You can also check us out on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Please like, rate, let us know how you feel. You can also tweet us using the hashtag ABTVHindsight. I am your host, Michael Andrew. You can find me on Twitter, Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L. I'm here with my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Jackie Borowski at 123Jackie underscore B. 123. 123Jackie B, basically. I like that. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. This was... Guys, we're here. We are at the season finale. We're at the finale. This... It seemed to happen so quickly. It went by fast because we... Because it's such a good show. They're, they're, we've been dreading this moment. Like, before I watched this show, I was nervous to watch it. I was ner- nervous while watching it. And then, and I'm nervous after watching it. I get excited about finales. I, I don't get ner- I, The only thing that makes me frustrated is when it's a cliffhanger, like this one, where you watched it and you're like, no, I don't know anything, so you better renew it or else. That's literally that's literally what happened on Twitter afterwards. There was yes. literally a, just a big divisive conversation that always ended with this show better get renewed yeah. next season. If this doesn't get renewed, uh, it's just it just went in that direction. Okay, your thoughts. Well, um well, actually on the renewal though, to be honest, like isn't this the only scripted show VH1 has? So No, no, like... they got that other show. They got hit the floor. Oh, I didn't know that. That's all I've got. That's the only one I Oh, the only have. other one. Well, you only have two scripted shows VH1. Yes, it's all on. you've got. You have to renew it. L- last week literally we were talking to Emily Fox and we were saying is this is there going to be a is there going to be a a cliffhanger? I mean, even though of course it's going to be a cliffhanger, but we're right. still like is there she's like it might be a mic drop moment. And, <laughs> it and was. And she said it on Twitter again. It, yes, it was. It a was. A very mic droppy moment. It, it was a moment where I I literally was just mad because I was like, I have to know. There's, there's If this does what happened in Flash Forward, I was a fan of Flash Forward. Okay, and I didn't Flash, see Flash Forward, Forward only had one season and it left with this like big story changing cliffhanger and never got renewed. And I. Am like still kind of bitter about it, even though that was years ago. Jeez. And so this better see if this happens. uh, There's going to be a lot of people bitter at VH1. Can you imagine it not being renewed after that season finale? That after last week's after this um, episode. I just can't. I just can't. And you know, um, you know what? I I think season one of any season um, usually has some kinks in it. And yes. it's like this season was not without some of its like story kinks, but that doesn't mean that they have, they don't have an ultimately like good no, story, they, good plan going on. This is all around. It is literally, I'm literally hooked. 
Yes. Everyone I know is hooked. Okay, so the, the, the show starts off from where last week ended with Lolly actually catching Becca kiss Kevin. The way it ended, we were kind of hoping that, okay, they're going to kiss. Maybe maybe that's probably what's going to happen at the end of this episode. Maybe it's going to lead to this episode. And then the final moment, it'll probably lead to Lolly catching them. But it starts off off the gate. Yeah, I was, I was like, that was a breakneck pace because we... We as viewers know from the previous episodes that she, the reason that Lolly and um, Becca fell out was because of Kevin. Yes. And so I guess weirdly I was kind of still anticipating that same kind of momentum where it's like she, she just started that whole pattern again. But it was weird because Lolly caught them and then a couple after a couple terrible phone calls from Becca, she was cool. Like, she seemed cool. Yeah, the, the creators of the show have a tendency to do this, like, little bait-and-switch thing to make yes. you think it's going to go in one way and then shake you up. And yeah. there's a nice little misdirection considering how the show and how it ends up ha- happening at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But when it happened in the beginning, it kind of drops your guard. Right. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'm like, man, so is this... But at least she has the whole episode to try and fix her relationship. And I thought that's what was going to happen. They end up going downstairs. They end up having a huge blowout. With Kevin, Lolly runs, Lolly leaves in a, in a funk. But before we get to before we focus on on the on the main three, I, I just want, I kind of want to I don't want to beat around the bush, but I want to beat around the bush with the other characters that who don't we don't get a chance to really talk about a lot. Melanie makes her return. Yes. While after while Lolly is is calling and frantically stalking, while while Becca's stalking Lolly, frantically, uh, Melanie shows up. At her door with reindeer cookies. With reindeer cookies. Those cookies. Can I just say those cookies looked amazing? And when I saw them, I was like, as much as I don't really like Melanie as a character, I kind of want her to make me cookies. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like Melanie now, only because she's she everything she does is kind of is kind of dicky. But when you but we're looking at it through the perspective of, of Becca. If you look at it through Melanie's perspective. Right, it's true. I mean, Becca's completely wrong. She tried yes. to steal her man. From it's interesting because. Becca suffers from what a lot of like central characters suffer from, where it's uh, when a lot of times when you put the central character in a show, you give them not not actual superpowers, but like superpowers <laughs> in the way that they're super attractive, they have everything going for them, like they're they're good at their job, they have great friends, they they have like all these whether it's a boy or a girl or. And that's like, why I, I said that about Becca they, last episode, right? Yeah, they have they have all these uh, people attracted to them. So a lot of times it is, you're right, it is hard to see from the flip perspective where you see the side characters who are against the main character as evil when it's like, no, they, I mean, they have, they have their own reasons for doing certain things. And you're definitely right. Um, Melanie does have her own she, reasons. It, I, mean, I think it's more a testament to the actress because... I mean, Mel, uh, Emily does a good job of, and all the writers of the show do a good job of making every ca- uh, character three dimensional. Yes. But the the actress behind uh, behind Melanie, I think her name is Jessie Hodges, is very very. She's just she has such a good instinct. She's very very good. Like I love watching her. And when she came inside, and she pretty much is there to invite Becca to the engagement, you know, to let her know everything's cool. And it was just so. And she so sticks snide. in that dig where uh, um, she's like. She's like, well, since I'm going to be part of the family now, or something, something along yes. those lines. She's like, you have to come as a family friend. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, and I just like that because 
everything you're right with this actress it's like everything she says seems like like just a, oh it's a friend statement but we know underneath that that like there's a little bit of a dig there it's all there's there's always something going on do you think what do you think melanie's real goal because to me personally i thought she was just there to you know like all right let me let you know that I'm marrying Andy, but I want you to see it with your own eyes. Because now, later on, when we find out what, what's really going to happen at the engagement party, it, I, I felt like it was just a a tactic, like a skill tactic. I feel like, well, as it's true. We as women, um, a lot of times... <laughs> we as women. We as women. I'm not trying to speak for all women, but mm-hmm. I guess like I'm well, making, I'm making you, this... You represent them I'm now. making this broad generalization <laughs> where a lot of times women are not very forthcoming with, uh, with their feelings in you know in the way that they try to be polite because people in general don't like to be hated and women are very good I, I wouldn't say men so much but women are very good at doing the whole like polite but bitchy thing yes um and like so passive aggressive pretty much yeah it's passive aggressive yeah. and so melanie has this whole thing where it's like she wants to appear <clears throat> polite she doesn't want to be hated same thing with becca and so she's she's inviting her on some level because you know she has to and she she wants to please andy and his family but on another level to say this is my man and like i want you to see that he's there yeah and i, I kind of feel melanie she thinks she'd won already Right. In her mind, going there, she kind of figured out, I won. I got him, and I'm about to surprise. I think she really... You well, know and it's like we we know now that we've seen the episode that they have the surprise wedding. So it's yeah. like she really wanted her there, too, to be like, you better be there for the surprise That's what wedding. I, yeah, that's what I think the real objective was. I want you to witness mm-hmm. what I'm about to do. So that we end up going to the engagement party, and they ha- there's this insanely, insanely awkward interaction between... Between Becca and Andy, Becca's face uh, in that scene, the way she she played it, it's like the actress. I forget what the actress's name is, but when she comes Laura in, Ramsey, maybe I don't know. Yes, Laura uh, Ramsey. When she comes in, she has this very like totally fake smile on as she's like walking with the present throughout and oh, like kind awesome. of like yeah, awkwardly great. interacting and then throwing back the alcohol. She's completely stiff while she's moving. Yeah, I was like, this is the perfect. It, it's just the perfect example of how people feel when they're at a party that they just don't want to be at. It's like you're like trying to put on a good face, trying to get a little bit more drunk so I can ease up. Yeah, Becca, she's very she's really good with all those the facial features and mm-hmm. like especially in the beginning while she was doing the crazy phone calls to Lolly. Yeah. And she was just and insanely drunk. And she has a tendency to keep drinking. She drinks a lot in this a episode. A lot of the characters in general drink a lot. And Jamie, I'm starting to see that it's in the bloodline. Their, yeah. their little drinking issue. They're like, whenever they're in trouble, like, oh, my God. Lolly uh, drinks a lot, too, though. Yeah, but Lolly's Lolly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lolly's just... True. Lolly won't... Lolly, but they're Lolly all, also, I mean, they're all ecstasy. in their 20s, too. It's like, I mean, I, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but when I was in my 20s, that's how I was. I was like... It was like, oh, it's time yeah. to party. I mean, yeah, I was, I was like that, too. I didn't take ecstasy, though, like, like Lolly <laughs> did, but I did, I did do my fair share of drinking. I still do. So after the show, but no. but notice only Lolly <laughs> took the ecstasy and it was like not the That's rest true, of them. That's true. Yeah, Becca did. Uh, she did reprimand her for that. Yes. Okay. So we do the engagement party. Becca and Andy have the incredibly, incredibly awkward exchange, which was just I love. I love their interaction with one another. Mm-hmm. And when Andy was just like, "All right, well, bye," and he just turns around and walks, and then the surprise wedding, the yes. the face Becca's face it was, it was crestfallen just, because she she thinks. It's weird because I wonder if she almost thinks 
uh, until this episode, she almost thought that everything was kind of like a game. Yeah. Because she's gone into the past, so it's weird in the sense that it's, like, not real reality. And so she still thought all of her chess pieces were in play all the time. And so to have this kind of happen and have it be so final, I think it was that moment that she realized, no, I just really am literally reliving my life. Yeah. And I, like, might have fucked something up. Yeah, she's literally seeing things that she didn't expect to happen are literally happening. The wedding, that's literally, like, there's this moment where she's just staring, like, this isn't supposed to happen. And you see her father grab her, kind of like, I feel bad for you, but don't Yes, but don't, don't mess it up, yeah. Don't go crazy. And that wasn't, I think that was Melanie's power move. Yeah. I think that was her big, like... Oh, definitely. When she, she did the little playful look back to see if anyone was going to interrupt. Right. Like, I felt like she had this this uh, this iron grip. And I was, and it makes you think that Andy was in on it, too, until the next scene when they're opening their gifts. And you see, when, while, while they're communicating, Andy pretty much saying, why didn't... We should have just done a, a big wedding. Yeah. And she was... You can see that she was clearly the one behind this. Yeah. This was her... And then he hides that gift from Becca. So it's like he, he doesn't want her to know what's inside it or what it is. And we know it's kind of a well-thought-out present. Yeah. Well, actually, when he opens... What, is that what you thought when he opened the gift? When he opened the gift and saw the cup? And yeah. Saw the vase? See, what I, what I took from it was earlier, Becca wanted to get him a nice, thoughtful gift. He mm-hmm. wanted to get him a, a, a gift that, that really said Andy. Mm-hmm. But when he opened it... She just got him a boss, just like everyone else. See, I, you know what was weird? And, is like, I feel like the way I took that scene, because mm-hmm. we couldn't see what was inside it, yeah. I took that as he lied. Like, I took it as he saw what it was and saw it was something specific for him and then just said, oh, it's a boss. Yeah, but because, but because before, remember, she wanted to get the, the plate. She wanted mm-hmm. to get a plate. I, I forgot which kind of plate it was, but it was a plate that right. was like strictly an Andy right, type of plate. Right, an Andy type of plate. So, and then she was like, oh, I don't want to get just get him a vase. And when she gets the vase, I think Andy, because before he opened the present, there's mm-hmm. a grin on his face because mm-hmm. it's all from Beckon. I think he was expecting like something, something more. maybe an indication that it's there's still something there. Yeah. Because I don't think he can let her go. Yeah. And then when he sees that, it's just a generic, a generic, because everything they do, they, it usually has something to do with their knowledge of one another right you know becca knows him he knows becca you know right. they, they have so much history so when she when he sees the boss i think he was like wow she just it's over mm-hmm. and i and, but i was confused when he when he when he said the different name why didn't he just say becca see that's what made me okay this is something i i want you guys to comment or tweet at us and, hashtag abtv hindsight yeah don't, and don't let be us, shy let us know what you think because that the reason that he i feel like he said the different name is because he was expecting it to be a, a different present specifically for him like something that was very andy and i guess that's why i might have interpreted it as like oh it was the different gift or not yeah it could have been that i mean i don't know that's another one you know what we had that moment when we did uh when i know you guys did a recent interview with emily Emily. but uh the interview i did when i was with you guys with emily when she first came yes when she first came in i i do remember there was another point that we were saying but what did it really mean this or this or this you know and she was like Oh, I realize now that might be confusing for the viewer. And so I feel like this might be another one of those moments where it's just like, 
Maybe we're misinterpreting yeah, something, it or could, I'm misinterpreting yeah, something. Yeah, and that's I think that's the craziness of the show. There's yeah. there's so much thought put into something that when you just see something generic, like what does it mean? Yes, was it there exactly, on purpose? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Who did it? Right. Who did it? You know. So, I, but you know, but also because when she was here, she had a tendency to to, to really indicate because we know we were very black and white. Like when when me and Sam were talking to her, we we're very black and white with everything. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, she did this and she cheated, so she did this. And but when Emily was speaking, she was pretty much. Speaking through the you know through the eyes of the writer and the creator, everything is so three dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, all the characters are so three dimensional that maybe she maybe she's dropping things without even realizing it. I yeah, and I think the um, the this is kind of like a sidebar, but I read an interview with her where she said she does have like a general plan for who Becca yeah. ends up with. So. Uh, we, I, no, I better be renew it because I want to know. Gosh, it, 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 all my, uh, we'll get into it later, but all of my, uh, my predictions are just falling at the seams. The other show I do, the other After Buzz show I do, I, all my predictions are usually so spot on. The ones over here, I'm just, <laughs> I, I made like one or two, one or two good ones. I, I predicted the Kevin thing, but after that, I've been wrong, wrong. I did not see the Kevin thing coming at all. I, I, I was just, I was just BSing. <laughs> Because uh, the actor who played Andy was here, and I was uh-huh. just like, "Hey, maybe, it, maybe it's Kevin. Maybe you make out with Kevin." And you know, he, and he like rolled his eyes at me, like, "Hey, maybe." You know, being uh, an actor, yeah. being an actor, and mm-hmm. using ninja-like tactics to be pre- mm-hmm. persuade me. And then I was shocked when I saw it. I felt good about myself, though. All right, okay. So let's go on to Sean Noel and Page. We're working our way up to Becca. Don't worry. All right, Sean <laughs> Noel and Page. Now Noel shows up at Sean's, pretty much indicating that Sean didn't hook up with her last night. Yes. Well, she said you, she specifically said you asked me to return uh, at like a, a morning hour. I was proud of him. Yeah. Uh, I was proud of him. I was, I was like, oh, he didn't do anything. Because so far, like, so far he seems kind of like the D-baggy hot he character. Is, yeah. You and know? Like, and he, and I think that's an testament to, again to the actor. He, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's a, a D-bag in real life. So th- that, that genuineness of him always comes through. So, yes. so when he does something yes. jerky, you're just like, come on, man, I'm rooting for you. Guy. Yes. It, he does seem like that. Like, we know he's young. We know he's under 30 um, because of the 30 under 30. Yeah, that thing. was a good indication of yes. his age. What is your age? I'm uh, under 30. I'm uh, under 30. <laughs> so um, we know he's young and we know uh, maybe that's just part of his development. It's like we know there's a good person inside, but people mess up. It's like, I, I feel like. He royally like just doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't yeah. know what he wants. I mean, Becca, you know? they both make some wild decisions. Yes. All right. So he there. So she comes over. She pretty much um, is talking about a, a thing that the what you just mentioned, the thirty under thirty mm-hmm. gallery that she's curating, yeah. and she wants him to come. Pretty much, but really indicating that he wasn't there. He, uh, she, I mean, she didn't sleep over last night. Right. He's being good to Paige. Mm-hmm. He's making a, a mature, decisive decisions, mm-hmm. and and she still wants it. She's still chasing him. And then afterwards, he he calls Paige to invite her to go to the the uh, the gallery. I'm like, all right, he's making moves. Good mm-hmm. job. He's got a girlfriend now. And then Sean decides to go. And when he invites Paige as a date, Paige has an audition. And so they're both um, doing their their artistry thing. And Paige no shows him at the gallery because she ends up getting she ends she up ends booking up booking that vampire job. Yeah. Was it Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I don't, I don't know. It was 1995. It could have been. She could have been auditioning that for Buffy. That is true. She could have been auditioning for Buffy. True. That's what I was saying to myself. Um, so, and as an actor, it, that scene was so accurate. That scene was so accurate. The whole bad and the whole camera thing, that was terrible. 
<laughs> this, 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 this show does a good job of the awkward moments this show does is just mm-hmm. it's beautiful. So Paige, in, in celebration of getting her, her role, I guess she celebrates by just ignoring Sean and not yeah, going. Yeah. That, that confused me. That confused me, too, because, I, you know, when you're watching a show like this, it's interesting because on two levels. First, oh, the show them. the show operates uh, with, rela- with relationships, to me, um, very realistically, in the sense that in real life, a lot of times people have near misses and they give people second chances, where... Um, Whereas in television, there's kind of usually more of like a clear cut idea of like where people are going or where the relationship is going or if we're going to develop this relationship or not. And to me, that was such a realistic moment when it's like, like he didn't go to her show, but they're going to give each other a second chance. But then he messed up and slept with this other person. And she was like, okay, I guess I'll take you back, you know? Um, some of the things that ring false about me are the characters' reactions to those situations. I thought Paige, I thought Paige accepted him a little too quick. Yeah, last I week. feel like I that too. I, like, I feel like that right. too. There's a little bit to me too much for someone who says she's like guarded and she's been hurt before. There's a little bit too much uh, acceptance, but at the same time, like I I do feel maybe not in the speed of the of the in the episodes. Like things happen very quickly, yeah, they, so you know, that's speed up. maybe uh, maybe not as far as like the timeline, but I do feel like in real life things like that happen with people in relationships. But it was very weird to me that I'm like there wasn't like a clear decision or choice on her part as to why she was skipping that. Just like oh, I guess our relationship's over because I'm going to L.A. And I'm like, but you literally just decided that you were interested in it. Yeah, that's it. Kind of threw me off that like she was so. She was so angry at him for you know standing her up or 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 talk or 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 making out with I don't I don't know if he stood her up last a uh, few episodes ago but catching him make out with uh, he Noel. stood her up at her play yeah, though. He, yeah he did he stood her up at the play and everything that he's doing and then she just no shows she doesn't I mean I, I know there's no cell phones right but I was just it's not, she didn't it's not like she had something else to do she just didn't go yeah it was weird I, because I'm like yeah you're moving to L A but. It is like a three month gig, and like go tell him. Yeah, just go tell him. It was just very bizarre. Yeah, and then so he 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 comes up. He he ends up selling a couple of paintings. He, he comes back to the bar to see what happened to Paige, and it's like, hey, you didn't show up. And she's just like, yeah. And they're just so every time they stand one another up, they're just so like, yeah, of course. They're I just, just so casual. Yeah. That's the part that I guess I was saying rings false yeah. to me. It's because like the actual setup of the relationship rings true, but the way that they're having them react, it's just weird. They had legit plans. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I'll see you tonight. Like, if you didn't show up, I'm not going to be like, hey, well, you didn't show up. Anyway, oh, well. Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's completely... That, that, <laughs> so weird. It's, it's, it's those two, specifically. I don't know. Maybe they're indicating that they're just both, as artists, very flaky. But that's unfair to artists, know. you know? It is unfair. It's unfair. It is unfair. No, but... So that kind of so that kind of threw me off. He showed, I mean, in show, some respects, it's like Lolly's more responsible than them, and Lolly barely shows up to her job. I know. <laughs> I know. Lolly is looking looking a little better than those well, two. Lolly's looking pretty responsible by the end of this yeah, episode. She, she, yeah, she is looking responsible <laughs> by the end of this episode. So... So Paige pretty much. So Sean approaches Paige. He, you know, indicates you weren't there. She's like, "Yeah, sorry, I had something came up. I got the role." He's like, "Okay, I sold paintings." He's like, "Okay, cool." He's like, "By the way, I'm gonna be gone for a couple of months, so this isn't gonna work." And he's just like, "What?" And then she goes on to indicate that it's just not meant to be. It's not fate. And just completely. And he's just like, "Are you?" This is like the second time he's been rejected within the, the next within the 
what two three months? Yes, because he makes a, he makes a commitment to her now, even yeah. though even he though did, like they're well. they're kind of like half ass commitment. Yeah, but and now he's with her. And now he makes he, he makes a leap. The same way he kind of made a leap to be married. Mm-hmm. He makes a leap to invite her to a place that a, another girl he slept with was going to be there. And she's just like, yeah, sorry, I'm going to going to Hollywood. Yeah, that was another like that in, that invite was another like awkward twenty something move. Where in my twenties, if some if I knew he was going to the thing, and if I would have showed us showed up to that thing and seen that other girl there, yeah. I would have been like, oh hell no. Yeah, and yeah, for real, that too. I was, what is he doing? I might have even asked, like, is Noel going to be there because like this yeah. is a curated event and everything? Yeah, like, of course. <laughs> Why? What's the problem? She, you can't come? I'm like, what? I love how she gets him that in that one episode. She gets him the job, and then, like, the next scene, he's, like, making out with her. I'm like, he's too, like, well, their, he's their reactions to me are not big enough to, like, yeah. what's really happening. Because yeah. if that happened, I would be like, oh, no, they're, we're, like, throwing trays and stuff. Yeah. But I, th- I think it's just, uh, I think we're underestimating the leeway they're giving one another one another because they're yeah. both so attractive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest. In real life... I feel, you know, the more attractive the person you're, you're, uh, what's the term? Chasing. Mm-hmm. The more attractive, you kind of give them leeway. This so guy's you're, over- th- you're thinking they're both giving each other leeway because well, yeah. they're both super he, attractive. He never, he's never wearing a shirt. He, <laughs> and she's gorgeous. And she's beautiful. So he's never wearing a shirt. She's got the nice little frizzy hair, beautiful smile. Every time they talk to one another, they're like, all right. See, it's hard for me because it's hard to tell, like, if you're if you're watching this and they're actually because TV is weird in the sense that it casts super attractive people, but then you only discover that they're not supposed to be attractive through like plot lines. This has happened so many times to I me know. where I'm like watching and I'm like, but everyone's gorgeous. Yeah. I don't get it. Like even the actor who plays Andy, I think he's a very attractive guy, and they're like, no, he's nerdy because he yeah. plays Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. has glasses yeah. in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he came okay. when he came here, he was like he was taller than me. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> like it, it threw me off. I'm like, come on, man. So sometimes because of the way that people set up roles for casting, we we're used to finding like context clues to find out if like this character is supposed to be like not attractive to us, even though like we find them attractive. Because he wears a rugby shirt. Yeah, and he and he and his hair's a certain. And way. his hair is a he certain. He can't way. get girls. I yes. don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how it does it. All right, so. So, all right, so that pretty much happens with Sean Noel and Paige. Then Sean Sean goes home. He he's like, fine, whatever. He he, he denounces it. Isn't he's not with it? But he leaves. Noel's waiting. Magically, for him. Noel is waiting for him. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's luck is I ridiculous. Know. It's crazy. Noel's sitting there with six with a six pack. I'm like, here you go, huh? Like that guy cannot beat off the girls like with a stick. It's like they're just there all the time at his yeah. door. He's. Even when there's construction happening around his door. I was like, she managed to get through all the construction in New York and had no problem and was just like, I'm going to show up here anyway. It's the Australian accent. No shirt, Australian accent. His hair is all wavy. Like this guy. is like, what's going on? He's got no issues. And he's painting. He's a good painter. And you know, I don't like Sean. <laughs> I don't like you know, Sean. I don't like Sean. All right. So now we go into who I think has the best episode. This is, this is by far. Everyone's had a good standout episode. Uh, Andy had a good standout episode. I thought Sebastian. I thought last week Sebastian really stood out, and I think Lolly stands out on this one too. But Jamie really stands out on this episode. There, there is a rage to Jamie in this episode that I didn't see coming because he's usually so stoic and so mm-hmm. hey, relaxed. And this episode, he's hitting everyone with zingers, one-liners. He's freaking out when he freak. He ends up. Uh, 
All right, let me let's just go from he goes, he shows up with Stanton and to his uh to his dorm and he finds out it's a dorm room, right? Yeah. Okay. They, sh- they show up to their dorm room to see that they've been robbed. Right. Their drug money's gone, and the prescription packets from his father are gone, and he flips out. And there's this moment where Stanton tries to talk to him, and he just like, it's like he turns into a beast and mm-hmm. just growls at Stanton. You just see Stanton like shrivel up, like all right, dude. And from then that point on, Jamie's on like a rampage this whole episode. He's like a, he's like a something that's on a rampage. I was gonna say something really good, but it's not my mind. He's like the Hulk. He was like the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. he's been like Bruce Banner every yeah. episode. You steal his drug money. He's been like he turns to the. He's Hulk. been like Stoner Bruce Banner, and now he's like the Hulk. Yeah. I know you figure all that, all that weed or whatever. I mean, they're always so relaxed. I just, I would, I would just think that his rage has just been numbed yeah. after all this, after all these drugs. I uh, do like that they show a different dynamic with him and Lolly because it's like he's been chasing her and chasing her and chasing her, and even without having his money and the the prescription stuff stolen. You would think at some point he, this guy's going to reach his breaking point. Like yeah. Lolly has been toying with him for so long, and it's hard. He she makes it harder by showing up and being like, "Oh, blah, blah, blah. it's so hard to get over someone if that person keeps showing up and flirting with you or sleeping with you." Um, so it, it's just like with everything reached to a boiling point. Yeah. So speaking of Lolly, he shows up to Lolly's stressed, and he's looking for Becca, and he just blows by her, and he's like really looking for Becca, and Lolly's completely. Completely, she, and she's aware that he's in trouble, and she—you can see that she still has that line of love for the guy, mm-hmm. and he just flips out because he's, you know, he, he needs that, uh, he needs that drug money. So, so Lolly, she sees something's wrong, and well, okay, pretty much. What did you think about that part when she came in, when Lolly came in? I mean, I feel like he—he he finally got his moment where. Where he got to tell Lolly what he's like, what really has been hurting him inside. And granted, like from a human like interaction perspective, you should not wait. Like fans, you should not wait until your boiling point to tell people like how you really feel or like what's really upsetting you. But that's that's what happened. It was like he was just so distraught. He was finally like, "No, you go away because I, you're just screwing me over too." Yeah, and what's the one thing? The one thing that he said to her that really. That really, I thought, indicated his, his his mindset at the time was when he said, "I don't need your pity or stop pitying." Me. Yes, he was like, "I don't need your pity." Like it took he finally it finally came out like, "I don't need your pity." Yeah, he's not taking any of this as love and help. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You you slept with me, you dumped me, and now you're treating me like a puppy dog. I right. don't need your help." Right, you know. So he pretty and he and it's just so the way he was dropping these lines in this episode, it was like. He was just chains mowing them down. He was mowing people down. Speaking of that, he goes to the, he goes to the party finding Becca, mm-hmm. and then he sees Becca and he's looking for her dad. And of course, like a quickie, a quick line. It's so weird because he's Becca. looking for Becca, and then he just sees her, and he's just like, like like a learn kid, from, like, learn from your, way, learn from your mistakes. I hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and and I was just like, but you just were looking for her yeah. recently. He just like eradicates her, and it, the look on Becca's face—it's like he was just—he was just on fire. He finds his father and is prepared, prepared to open up to his father and tell him everything that happened. And his father just his switches father, it on. Yeah, him. it's like I'm so proud like, of I you. I love you. You're my guy. I'm like, oh my goodness, and he's just like—he's literally like dying in his clothes. Like, mm-hmm. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. So, so then he ends up he'll, while he's, he ends up leaving there clearly trying to think of a plan, and now Lolly again shows up to his apartment to try and help him because Lolly. She's thinking about Jamie a lot in this episode. 
She's thinking about, you see her crying about him later on. She's thinking about him a lot. And she shows up to the, to the apartment to try and help him. And he just, he's being a dick. He's not with it at all. He's not with it mm-hmm. at all. He's not trying to, he's not trying to accept her help. He's not trying to do anything. He's just being rude. Right? And then we find out, uh, you know, his, he eventually does tell his dad and, uh, his dad calls his lawyer. Um, and his dad, like, like any parent, is like mad at first, and then is like, "We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out." Yeah, I thought his dad would be madder. I was expecting the father to. Uh, I think I thought he was gonna like verbally destroy him. To be honest with you, I thought he was gonna be like, you know, yeah, he's sick. But I think it's also like the dad kind of expects him to fail at this point because n- knowing him, he's kind of like, "Okay, well, yes, I was let down, but this is what he does." Mm-hmm. So I mean, he probably had his lawyer on speed dial for like this guy's entire like teenage to adulthood life. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jamie, I feel like Jamie, he's fully accepting of like, wow, I might be going to prison. Yeah. And then he finds Lolly at the at the, the the New Year's Eve party and pretty much confesses his love for her. And then kind of indicates that he might commit suicide. Is that what you thought? Is that what you thought? Yeah, I thought either like he knew he was going to jail, or he was, like, saying he might commit suicide. And we know from the pilot that he he went to, like, a, some sort of rehabilitation center for, like, for like al- depression and alcohol abuse. Yeah, he doesn't... He is prone to that. So I wonder Not if this is, like... Saying, if this is, like, because we've sped up the timeline yeah. with, uh, with the Kevin storyline, I wonder if this is, like... Because the thing with Kevin happened in, like, 2003 or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if this is, like, now it's caused the Jamie storyline to speed up. And maybe this is the point where he tries to commit suicide. Or maybe his storyline completely changes and he goes to jail. And, like, if we looked into the future, like, he would have a completely different life because he had to do jail time. Oh, man. Jamie's in trouble. I know. I like Jamie. I do like Jamie. Broke, I do like Jamie. You know, yeah, I think he's my favorite male character on the show. I, I, I was um, everyone. I, I have a. I, I end up liking everyone, but this episode maybe it's because the last one. But this episode, Jamie and little Sebastian. Every once in a while, Sebastian always drops. Sebastian's hilarious. Drops a good line. All right, so he so Lolly admits that she loves him too. Mm-hmm. So okay, Lolly and Lolly and Jamie. Now speaking of Lolly, finally Lolly, Becca, Kevin. So after being caught making out, Becca trying to call Lolly can't find her. She ends up going to a Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. and you know the most obscure random place, hanging out. Read the book "Living an Honest Life." <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious yeah. to me. I was like, "Good on the props." Yes, the props. and literally just hanging out. And what happens? This guy Kevin, it, like all of all the Chinese spots in New York. She, he walks into hers, mm-hmm. and you know, and she just has this look on her face, trying to avoid him, and then like literally, it cuts to them dying of laughter, and just gelling. I was just like, Ugh. this is another one of those moments, though, where you wonder uh, because the show touches on like fate versus like human choice, yeah, and so you wonder again, is this another moment of like, are all of these things just fated to happen at some point or another, or are like these people getting to make conscious decisions. And um, when Lolly fights with her, she's like, you're a bad person. You make all these bad choices, basically. And so you're like, okay, is it that Becca inherently ha- like makes bad choices and doesn't learn from them? Or is it that these things are fated to happen? Or is it that they can change if Becca learns to make good decisions? See, here's the thing that stands out to me. I wasn't, 
the things that Kevin was, was saying to her was like, you know, you know me so well. I feel mm-hmm. like you understand me. And it's just like, of course. Cause because he, he does. Knows. Yeah. So yeah. it's like when he's just like, she understands me. A piece of me is like, it's kind of like, you know, Back to the Future. Remember Grey's Almanac? The, they, they found this book from the future mm-hmm. and they brought it to the past. And then because of that book, they ended up becoming millionaires yes. with, with betting. It's yes. like, it's like she kinda, she's a walking Grey's Almanac without yes. even realizing it. Yes. And he's just like, oh, man, you knew about the apricots. You knew about this. When I look at you, it's like you know me. And he's just, she's just like, so of course he's going to fall in love. Like if I right. met a girl who knew all my nooks and crannies, I'd be like, man, maybe I should. You wouldn't be creeped out because I might be creeped out. Well, randomly. <laughs> if it, if, I mean, if she, if she drops it, if, if she's, you know, not a, if she drops it in like the terms of like a stalker, like mm. I know what you do. <laughs> I understand you. Not like that. But if she's like, you know, she just, you know, maybe like, you know, you look like you're a guy who does this and mm-hmm. does that. Right. And you seem sensitive. Like, you like movies. Like, oh, wow. You understand me. It's like I'm talking to my mama. Oh, God. And I see it. Like, when they get to that fight with Lolly, it's like, you see why the rage is real. Because it's like, Lolly is like, you've basically been playing these cards the whole yeah. time. Okay, so, you know? all right. So, we'll go ahead. So, so Kevin, d- despite all the fighting, Lolly allows them to be together. Lolly yes. lets them be together. She mm-hmm. tells him it's okay. Mm-hmm. And she, and, and Kevin... Kevin tells Lolly that, you know what, she doesn't even want to be with me. Then she gives Becca the okay. Everything's cool. Everything looks like everything's um, mm-hmm. copacetic. Looks yeah. like everything's good. Especially when they, when, when Becca was talking to Kevin all night, when they, when they had the romantic kiss in, during the rain. Yeah. Which I was just like, why are you even walking with the guy if you're trying to avoid him? And then they talked all night. I was glad to see that they talked and they didn't sleep together. Right. So I was going to be like, are you kidding me? Just don't, just, yeah. just don't go to his place. Yeah. Is, is it that hard? Okay, so they end up at the party, at the New Year's Eve party. And she tells, previously to the party, Becca tells um, Kevin that not to, not to show up. Mm-hmm. She says, it's just me and Lolly. Right. It's just me and Lolly tonight. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? He, he shows, shows up, up randomly to the party. Yeah. I mean, what, what's he doing? That's the one thing that I, that's, I noticed. Like, dude, she said no. She said not tonight. Well, we know he's like... Clearly, that interested in yeah, but, her. So but that's why I didn't understand. Yeah. I was like, "Why would you go?" She literally told you tonight. It's me and Lolly. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you already know that you're not, you're not supposed to be together. When he, I, I looked at him. I was like, "This guy's dumb." That's the person <laughs> that I said. I was like, "What's he doing? Why would you go? You're gonna see her tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You don't have to kiss her that night. You'll see yeah. her tomorrow. You guys just kissed. You're both under the impression." Sorry, I'm ranting. No, that's okay. okay. So, all right. So then, of course, because Kevin shows up, Becca leaves them alone mm-hmm. to go get drinks. Because everyone's, hey, well, I'm allowed to be with them. Thank you. Lolly's like, yeah, everyone's happy. She leaves. And then Kevin tells her, like, he, she knows me so well. She knew about the apricots. She knew about this. She knew about that. And Lolly, like Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. like a freaking genius, catches on. Yeah. Catches on. I, I also wonder, you know... Because part of the, the premise of this is we're wondering, okay, why was Lolly sent back in time? She was clearly sent back in time Becca. for a reason. Or Becca, I'm sorry. Why was Becca sent back in time? Watch Lolly be the one who goes back in time next episode. That would be awesome. All that right, would be awesome. Right, right, anyway, going, going. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're wondering, why was Becca sent back in time? Like, she was she sent back in time to learn a lesson? Was this an accident? What happened? And if she did learn the lesson, at the end of this episode, to me, mm. it feels like, she didn't learn anything at all. Yeah. Like, she didn't learn anything at all. Like, she just tried to do some things, but not really and fuck them up. If she would have 
gone if she would have gone back and learned her lesson she would have gone to lolly in the first place and said this is what happened between us your friend kevin was the cause and knowing that kevin was there and knowing that he was coming in that might have been instead of like just saying oh share your feelings with him and then i'll swoop in it's because she has been so secretive about that that the events just still happened well this this is now, we see that happen because Lolly figures it out. Lolly leaves. Becca chases her. Lolly, and she pretty much explains to Lolly everything. She she opens up the, about everything with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And what Lolly tells her, she says, so you knew you did this before. Mm-hmm. And her, she, her exact words were, I can't be friends. I don't know if it's like her exact words, but I can't be friends with someone who would do that. Mm-hmm. So even if she was honest with her, she kind of indicates that even if I knew you stole someone from me, and when she, when she even finds out about Sean, that she left Sean. For him, she she was just like you know what. Even if you told me, I can't be friends with someone who thinks who would do that to me. Even if you did it another time, you're trying to stop it now. You did that. That's in you. And then she says, you know, you're just a bad person. And then she leaves. And then Met Becca has a traumatic breakdown and is running down the streets of New York, mm-hmm. crying, having the which, which was an awesome sequence. Yes, the the crazy flashbacks. Yes. and I didn't know what was going on. I, I when she was running, I kind of was figuring. In my head, okay, please don't be going to a to an elevator because I did not want that to happen. Because I, I I really didn't want that to happen. And then when she goes in the elevator, she hits all the buttons, and she's like, "I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back." Everything goes crazy, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. And um, did you want to go from here to predictions, or can yeah, I? Uh, okay, I was gonna. I actually, because right, I actually have a point I'd like to bring up about uh, a missing person in this episode. Xavier. Oh, Xavier! I was gonna, yeah, Xavier. Please go ahead. Yeah, you would have thought. I thought he would have been there that this episode. This uh, Xavier as a character for me, like I love hindsight, and for the most part, this show has been has been dead on as far as mm-hmm. like relationships, and it's been like really really interesting to watch. Xavier is the one character that I'm like. Ooh, you done me wrong because he's kind of he's he's a bad television trope. He's a bad writing trope. They mm. they had a character that they set up solely as a vehicle to bring like to be like I'm sorry, but if anybody knows the trope of the magical black man uh, in the television, Negro? okay, I've heard, I, I, I know what said trope. I've heard yeah, trope, yes. uh, Legend of Bagger Vance is the yeah, best the example Smith. I can come up with. But uh, if you look, it's it's throughout a lot of like our storytelling, and it's not okay to keep doing it in modern times. Yeah, but I don't think without, they did. It on, I, I don't think they did it I don't on think purpose. They did it on purpose. I feel I really like don't. they. And sadly, this is what I feel like happened. I feel like they wanted to get a diverse cast and put Xavier in that role. And it's just like, you could have had Kevin played by the actor who plays Xavier. Like, you didn't need to cast him in that role. So now it just, like, fits that bill without maybe even trying to fit that bill. But now that he was absent from this episode, I'm like, you didn't well around that character at all, which just makes me angry. Because I'm like, you really just turn him into like a magical black man. Yeah, I was so angry that he wasn't there, or it wasn't there wasn't any sort of like further development or or explanation of him. Especially because when we did that interview with Emily, she's like, oh, there's a lot about him, and I'm like, we didn't learn anything about him. I mean, it, 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 if they have, I feel I'm confident that if they have a long term, 
she has a long-term plan. I, I'm mm-hmm. 100% certain. I don't think they've, they've introduced anyone that's just a, a stereotypical... Right. Throw away. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, it's just, he, he's just not in... There's not a lot of him in this season. I thought he would have... You would have seen him at least in this episode, but they probably didn't have a... Probably didn't have anywhere to put him to fit everyone else's storyline. Right. You know, so I, I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 see, I, I agree with that point. I see what you're saying. I know of, of the trope, but I just think... I don't... I, it could just... It could also be coincidence. Right. Even though I'm not going to lie. When I saw it too, I was just like, uh... I think you have, and I think this is something that I, I wish writers and creators s- thought about more because I, I'm on the Sleepy Hollow panel, and it's like there were some very bad casting decisions and some very bad choices made for this past season mm-hmm. that might have even tanked the show's chance at a renewal. And this show doesn't have that level of problem, yeah. but it's like diversity and character development and the way you treat characters in, on a television show makes a big deal to an audience. And yeah. so if you if you underdevelop certain characters, audiences react negatively to that. And I'm not and I'm not again saying that this show uh, is in trouble of cancellation because of it, but it's like that's something that writers and creators might want to think about if it gets hopefully renewed for a season two. Like, let's okay. develop this guy. People want to know more about him. At least I do. Let I'm, me I'm know. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm confident he'll be. I mean, I'm confident he'll come in. I mean, I'm pretty. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident because every time he came in, he served a purpose. Right. It didn't feel gratuitous to me right. when I saw him. Okay. And I wanted to know, you know, uh, if he. You know how we brought Kevin in and it's like, okay, Kevin, it turned out, had this whole alternate history. That's what I was wondering with Xavier. Like, did he have this whole alternate history with one of the characters that we just don't know about? Well, I thought, I thought they, I think, I mean, I would have liked to have seen him more, but I think they did a good job of just sprinkling him in, like, okay, oh, there he is, and kind of indicating maybe he, maybe it's coincidental that he's there, or maybe, Mm -hmm. because they never specifically said that he's an angel. Right. They just kind of indicated the same way that they indicated that Sean. And Andy's going to be, they're all fighting for her love. Right. You know, and that didn't end up happening. So he could just be a random dude. Right. You don't know. Okay, so, predictions. Yes. Let's go, let's go. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I love your prediction that maybe someone else will go back to the 90s. I Man, think that would be just, so cool. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that's not it. Um, I actually think that would be really cool. Is that your prediction? Uh, that's not my prediction. That's <laughs> my. That sounds like a cool idea. Um, I I think that we're going to see, to me, this is at least what I hope, that we're going to see a glimpse of 2015. Well, it's interesting because they did the new year uh, in the episode, so it turned 1996. So they're hoping if they get a renewal, this would go to 2016. So we would enter in her in the elevator in 2016. Maybe with it completely changed. Maybe it was all a dream. Um, I'm just, I am curious to see what the present looks like okay. now. That's true. Yeah, it could be a she could have completely distort, distorted the entire timeline. Yeah, going to go to a brand new present. It could be that. I'm going to go with they're just going to two. It's going to they're going to she's going to come out the elevator and it's going to be. 2000, 2000, 2003. Oh. It's going to be the middle. It's a separate time. Like five years are going to pass. That I'm, would be interesting, I'm too. calling that. I think that's that what's going to happen. That would be interesting, too. I, I tell you what I would be disappointed in, though. I would be disappointed if the elevator just opens and it's just like some like janitor standing there. I would be really upset if it's she's still in 1996. Yeah. I don't know. I, it could go either way and I'll be cool with it. As long as it's... I kind of don't want her to... Sh- I, don't, I don't want her to be back in 2016. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. That's it. Guys, 
Thank you. The finale. hindsight finale. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for Tweet all the gifts we had. Tweet renew hindsight so we yes. can get a second season. Yes. Hashtag renew hindsight. Hashtag bring back hindsight season two. Hashtag something with hindsight and renewal. All right, guys. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV, iTunes, SoundCloud, and rate comment us, on like iTunes, us. Uh, rate and comment on iTunes yes. because that's how, that's how we... We come uh, back. That's how we come back. <laughs> Hashtag ABTV Hindsight. Michael Andrew, Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L on Twitter. Uh, at 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter. At 123JackieB, all one word on Instagram. Yes. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 